Hey, it's Carla Farrell from the Steve Harvey Morning Show on the iHeart Podcast Network. Talking AT&T, we all want to be heard. And when you're not, it's frustrating. Even if it's something as silly as the sandwich shop forgetting the extra avocado you ordered. When no one listens to you, it's frustrating. That's why it's so refreshing that AT&T is hearing you and making changes. They're giving every single customer new and existing the same deal. Check out smartphone pricing that's fair for everyone at att.com slash best deals. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Samsung. Moms help everyone be their most epic selves. So for Mother's Day, help mom be her most epic with Samsung Galaxy Gifts. Like a smartwatch with next-level fitness tracking. Or the statement-making Galaxy Z Flip 5G that lets mom flex her style. This year, celebrate what makes mom epic with Samsung Galaxy. everybody y'all listening to the voice come on dig me now one and only steve harvey got a radio show man yeah i do (laughs) man what an amazing blessing god has given me my health my strength my willpower my dreams all of it god gave it to me i accept it i work hard But man, oh man, oh man, I work hard at something that he gave me, a gift. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. Because God has gifted everyone. So I can't help but believe it. You are gifted in some way. 
something about you is special and unique. Now that means that doesn't mean you're the only one that can sing, or you're the only one that can write, or you're the only one that can draw, or you're the only one that can decorate, or you're the only one that can network, or you're the only one that does not what it means. Or you have a great scientific mind, or you can figure things out, or you're good at problem solving. You're not the only one. But but you but you are a unique individual. Nobody will travel the exact path that you're on. Nobody will have everything happen in a series of uh, circumstances in 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 the order that you're going to have it happen to you. That's what I mean when I say that you are unique. But now, because you are gifted, you know you have something you have to do. You know, uh, there's a scripture. It's in Proverbs, Proverbs 18 and 16. I've been trying to be a little bit better at that for you, you know. Uh, so when I have an idea and I know where it is, I have somebody look the scripture up for me and hand it to me. So it's in Proverbs eighteen sixteen, and this is the layman's term of it. It says, a man's gift make room for him and brings him before great men. It is your gift that will make room for you. Now, my interpretation of this is, is this. Now, I could be wrong. Please go to your local church, synagogue, temple, mosque, whatever you do, and go get clarification. But what my gift has done in making room for me is I've taken it almost in the literal sense. My gift has actually made room for me. It has, made, it has cleared paths for me. My gift has opened up doors for me. That's what I take it as it'll make room for you. My gift has is, is broadened my ability to travel. My gift has opened my eyes to fashion. My gift has caused me to be able to uh, uh, provide for my family. My gift has uh, caused me to be able to, to reach more people. That's what I'm saying in terms of it, it, it will make room for you. Now, there may be another interpretation. I'm just telling you how I took it. Now, it's worked out pretty good for me to that understanding, but I'm pretty sure Bishop Jakes, Joel Osteen, Kenneth Olmer, um, you know, got Glenn Staples, Bishop Glenn Staples. These guys can give you a much better understanding of it. I'm just giving it to you, you know, way I know how. So, you know, it, it, it's kind of, I don't know. I, I just like to keep it right there. But, and then it says that it brings you before great men. I mean, you know, it's going to take you places. It's going to take you places you never thought of going. You're going to meet people because of your gift. I told my son, who, who two of them are good photographers, you'll be taking pictures of great men. And then I mess with them. You're already taking pictures of your daddy. You know, I'm messing with them like that, but that's just me and them just kicking it. But, you know, but one day, who knows, you could be shooting the president. You know, you could be shooting some foreign dignitaries. You know, you could be shooting great sport events. You know, you never know where it could take you. But that's your gift. But I, what, what you got to do is you got to get to moving, though. See, you can't have your gift and not do nothing with it. See, you know what that reminds me of? It, it's something that, that, that my father used to say. Get up off your butt because you're sitting on a gold mine. He say that all the time. Boy, get up off your butt and move it because you sitting on the gold mine. I never really quite got that when I was little, but now that I'm an adult, I got it full well. See, a lot of you are sitting on a gold mine. You're sitting on a talent or a gift that you have. You're sitting on an ability. I don't care if it's making cakes or pies. You know, uh, I don't care. That's a gift, man. 
that's a talent. I don't care if it's the ability to do hair in, on your kitchen, on your back porch. That's a gift, man. Half of you are gifted. A lot of us are gifted. And we sitting on it, looking at other people, wondering, what can I do to make it? You already got something to make it with. If you would just get up off your behind, man, quit sitting on that gold mine. Some of you are tech savvy. Just a whiz is when it comes to engineering and putting stuff together and cables and wires and, and computers and stuff. And now you steady looking around trying to figure out, man, wonder what I can go do. Go do that. How about you go do that? You know, this, it ain't that hard, man, if you would just take note of what God has given you already. He has given you a gift already. He has already given you a talent. Now, the fact that you ain't using it and you sitting on your tail somewhere, what? Now, now who fault is, what are we talking about? Well, what, what you, you blaming God for that? I, I'm, man, I tell you what, I sit around people all the time who are gifted. And I'm looking at their gifts. And they steady complaining about what they don't have. But will not get up off their behind and use the gifts that God gave them. And it's frustrating. It's frust- It's got to be frustrating for you if you're doing it because it's frustrating for me when I see it. So when these people come to me and ask me for help, I just keep going the same thing over and over. Help yourself. Man, do for you. Use your gift. It's a cat sitting behind the wall right now that's locked up, that's so good at artistry. This cat's in there tattooing everybody. Man, get out. Do it the right way. Quit selling drugs, man. You ain't going nowhere selling no drugs. You're going to jail. You, that's all. You're going to jail, man. And if that don't do it, somebody going to get tired of you selling drugs because they're going to want to sell them over there, and they're going to kill you. Let's just keep this thing real for just a second here. Come on, man. Get up off your butt because you're sitting on the gold mine. And you sit up here, somebody always looking for a shortcut to the top. Ain't no shortcut. I, somebody told me this the other day, man. The road to success is always under construction. It ain't paved. It ain't free of barrels. It's got detour signs on it. It's got slow men working. It's got delays. Sometimes they flip the stop sign. You got to sit there and wait. Sometimes they got slow there's traffic, there's accidents, somebody on the road holding up things with a flat tire. Sometimes you get a flat tire. It's nails, it's gravels, it's spike, it's everything. The road to success is always under construction. It ain't getting ready to be easy just because you done decided to do it. But don't sit around on your behind and complain all the time about what you don't have. My daddy said it, man. Get up off your butt because you sitting on the gold mine. You got a gift. You got a talent. You got something that you can do that could make a way for you. But you won't do it. It is within you. Stop looking around. Here's where people waste the most time on the road to success. Looking around at somebody else. Trying to figure out, man, how can I do what they did? Do what you do. You ain't Jay-Z. You ain't. Sorry. I got a couple of your homies told you you rap better than him. But you're not Jay-Z. Really, you're not. You know, all of us done shot at him. But we ain't Richard Pryor. A nice shot, Steve. Bernie, D.L., all of us. We took some great shots at it. We not him. Do what you can do. 
Do you. Do your gift. Quit complaining about what you don't have. Get up off your butt because you're sitting on a gold mine. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I need the boys. I need the girls. I need your undivided attention. Because what's about to happen today didn't happen tomorrow. Didn't happen yesterday. Ain't finna happen yesterday. Mm. Mm -hmm. Huh. That said something there. Didn't happen tomorrow. Okay. And ain't finna happen yesterday. I said something right there. You you better flip it. <laughs> you better say something. Ain't nobody ever heard. Yeah, he just did that. You know the future? It didn't happen tomorrow. Today, I'm just going to say a bunch of stuff you've never heard before. Welcome to the show. Uh, Shirley's off today. Good morning, Carla. Good morning, Steve. Hey, fellas, what's up? What's up? Junior boy. Morning, unk. What's happening, peoples? What up, fool? Yes, sir. In the building. Yep, Man. so it's just us. Yeah. Just the two of us. <clears throat> mm. Well, you're in a good mood. You feeling good? Well, you know, um, I'm coming down off of this sinus infection that I had. Oh, I got a little bit of a little heavy drainage still going on, but I'm getting my voice back, and it's still mm-hmm. a little bit clogged up. But, you know, uh, the show must go on. Yes, yes it must. Yes, it, yes, yes, it must. Clearly, yes, it uh, that is our call. That is yes. the goal. Yes, yes sir. And so today, I'm going to make a series of statements that you've obviously never heard. Okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. So you started the show saying, what was it you said now? We're going to do something that didn't happen tomorrow. <laughs> it ain't fitting to happen yesterday. <laughs> oh, you got to understand. <laughs> You got to understand. We going to do something yeah. today uh-huh. that ain't happened tomorrow Come on, and uh-huh. ain't finna happen yesterday. Come on. Okay. Man. The boy says something. This boy can well, make a book. The future, the past, and the present. The boy says something. Yeah. Okay. Oh. See, the future belongs to God. Amen, brother. The past belongs to history. Come on now. Okay. The, the present yeah. is our gift. Today is our gift. That's why they call it the present. Yes, Come on, sir. Here. Yes, sir. You got a minister. You better I said, in case you didn't hear that, I said tomorrow yes, belongs to God. Yeah. Yesterday yeah. belongs to history. Mm-hmm. Today is our gift. That's why they call it the present. You better take the present. <laughs> well, I'm going to open mine. You take the present. This yeah. gift? Come on, Come on now. Here, man. <laughs> you better open up your boat. <laughs> open up mine. paper off your box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Work with it. <laughs> Let him use you. Yes, sir. 30 yes, something sir. funny is coming up. Yes, sir. And what did y'all want me to do for 30 something funny? Tell us about the talk show. You had some special guests. Yeah. Special guests from the country yesterday. You didn't know it. We'll be talking about that when I come back. I got two women finna be stars. <laughs> I love his story. Steve can tell a story. We'll be back yeah. at 32 after. Trapped in the bathroom. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
All right, Steve, it's time for something funny. Now, you said you was going to tell us about the talk show. You had some guests from the country. Now, what happened so, yesterday? This lady stood up in Hey Steve to ask me this question. Her and her mama had been invited out to L.A. They was from North Carolina, uh, South Carolina, but they had moved to Philly. He had moved out. The name was A.J. He had moved out here to L.A. over a year ago, and they didn't like the change in him because now he bushy. Who is he? Now, who is AJ to them? AJ is one of her son. One of the it sons. It was okay, the mother and the grandmother coming out to visit the boy. Got you. Okay. But he loved him, but he didn't change. You know, the food different. So she's taking him to L.A. parties. He's taking the L.A. parties. Now, mm-hmm. he embarrassed because he didn't have to go to the grandmama to talk about his mama because she had the parties too loud, <laughs> cussing, <laughs> and drinking. Come on now. <laughs> Now, the lady that stood up and said, well, what are we supposed to do at the party? Right. <laughs> her and her mama, the only one out there electric slide. <laughs> Say, people just on, look man. at him. They just look at him. <laughs> they trying to get the party started. Come on, AJ, he in bass. Uh-huh. You know, said he wipe his mouth every time he take a drink. Now, I don't know what's going on with him. <laughs> so we got to talking, and I got, so she says, Steve, we know you kind of country. How do you do when your relatives come out here? Mm. And I said, I don't have mine out there. I don't bring mine out here. They're not finna mess my money up. Oh, wow. Obviously, AJ ain't got no money to mess up, so he y'all is. So we got to talk. (laughs) So one thing led to another. We go off camera and we talking about it. And I asked them, was they having a good time out here? So they say, well, you know, the food, though. So finally, Mm. we got on talking about food. And I asked them, had they went to uh, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles? We right. went there okay. yesterday. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's the best food we had, Steve. I oh, said, good. okay, what'd you get? The fried chicken, some grits, and some cheese egg. I said, you wasn't ready for the waffle? Uh-uh, I don't see how that go. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, okay, these some real good. They real good. Right yeah. <laughs> oh, the chicken and waffle, how they yeah. go together. Well, I don't okay. see how that go. Okay. <laughs> I said, no, it really do go together. Mm-mm, I ain't know. <laughs> we ain't never did. We ain't never did nothing like that. And I didn't want to order Steve because we had already messed up everything else. We done already been wrong out here. You know, mm-hmm. they have all this stuff out. So I said, well, one thing I taught, I said, have you ever been to Harold and Bell's because they back open? Harold and Bell's is a Creole restaurant out here that won several hoodie awards for best restaurant. Oh, gotcha. Okay, the cool. Food out here, boy, off mm-hmm. the chain. So Harold and Bell's is back open. Okay. So I told them, I said, why don't y'all go to Harold and Bell? Better y'all tell you what. How'd y'all get over here? They said in the Uber. So I said, I tell you what. I'm going to get a car service. I'm going to get y'all a big Mercedes. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have a Mercedes take y'all to Harold and Bell, wait on y'all, and carry y'all back to your son's place. What? Yeah. Lord Jesus, we ain't never been in no Mercedes. So I said, okay. So I called my driver downstairs. I said, Cliff, my driver, I said, get them a car service. Da, da, da. Cliff came back and said, boss, we can't get a Mercedes over here for another hour and a half. But oh, we, I can man. get an SUV right now. I said, no, nah, Cliff, they old, man. I don't want them climbing up and down out of no truck. Right, right. Good point. So I said, see what you can get. He said, boss, I can get a Cadillac. I said, well, Cadillac, that's cool. It ain't the same. So I said, I tell y'all what, Miss Melvin Neal, I said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to have my driver take y'all to hell and bell in my what? car. What? 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 Ballin'. Boy, 
<laughs> what? Oh, so lady said, Steve, you got a Mercedes? <laughs> a Mercedes. I said, no, nah, no, nah, I ain't got no Mercedes. So uh, this white lady stood up and said, he probably got that new Lexus. <laughs> Black dude stood up and said, how the hell he got a Lexus? I got a Lexus. <laughs> all Lexus at the show? That's funny. Uh-huh. Yeah, all Lexus It's on the show. commercial break. They are <laughs> <laughs> they talking about what car Steve he got. So they arguing about my car. The so the lady said, "Well, I'm sure whatever the old lady said. Well, listen, I'm sure whatever you got, it's a nice car." So, so the black dude, what you got, Steve? Your audience is off the chain. Oh man, man, man I love my people. So I said, I tell you what, my driver gonna take you. I have a Bentley Mulsanne out there. No, first I said, Cliff, I said, what car we drive in today? Well, I don't know, boss. I said, well, which one we drive then? Well, you got seven we drive. I said, Cliff, quit telling me. he's done. So what is your ass out here flexing for? Just which one did we drive today? Well, I don't know, boss. You got seven. I said, hey, man, anybody ask you all that? What car we drive today? I think I I got, yeah, yeah, we got Bentley today, boss. So I said, I'm going to put y'all in the Bentley Mall saying, black dude say, the hell is that, man? <laughs> Bentley Square. The hell is that? I said, it's the Mall saying, it's, it's a big Bentley. It's a little bit different. Oh, man. So the executive producer came over to me and said, Steve, let's film it. Nice. I said, film what? Nice. Let's film them going down, getting in your car. And let's make it a segment on the show when it airs. So when it airs, you're going to see Miss Melvin now getting in my car. I'm loving North Carolina. Yes. Cliff driving them down there. Now, I got a bar in the back of my car, right? A what? Wait, a what? A bar. Yeah, yeah. You got one back there. We got armrests. You're finna go down a different street right now, Carl. Hold tight. Keep going. Evidently. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> go ahead, go so, ahead. So, I called Cliff. I said, Cliff, y'all down there yet? Boss, they touching all the buttons. In the I'm getting him. I'm getting him. He said, they didn't let this bomb down so many times. He said, but boss, they didn't open up your McCallum. I said, it's cool, Cliff. Boss, they didn't drink half of it. I said, dog, they didn't drink a half bottle of McCallum. He said, man, it's 45 minutes to get out here, boss. They didn't you know drink a half bottle of You know good scotch that is right there? <laughs> Man, I'll tell I'm you the rest when we come back. I ain't mad at Miss Melvin Neal been in my car going to a restaurant. If I got it on film. <laughs> and we gonna run the prank back too. Uh. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann will be here with today's headlines, national news, and then nephew, you're standing by. We're running standing that, by. Run that prank back. But come on, Steve. So what so, happened? Miss Melvin M is in my car, <laughs> heading down. They done opened the bar, and they done back then drank a half a bottle of McCallum 18. Mm. Oh, so man. they in the car. Cliff say they drinking. They done pressed all the buttons. So they in the back seat. He say, she say, my, my seat shaking. <laughs> Cliff say, hold on, man. So Cliff pull over. He said, oh, you got the massager on. What? 
You got a massager in your <laughs> So they ride a little bit more. Cliff cut it off for them. And we ride a little bit more. And the old lady, Cliff, say, Lord, it's hot in here. <laughs> oh, she got say, Ma'am, I got the air on 70. Uh-huh. Cliff pulled the car over. She got her seat on red hot. <laughs> right. She over there just yeah. cooking. Uh. Boy, I ain't know what it happened. My whole backside is just, whoa. <laughs> Cliff said, man, they done let shades up, curtains back. Uh-oh. Oh, man. Cliff said, they got the TVs on. They done opened up both laptop computers. Oh, you got computers in said your car? They, mm-hmm. That's yeah. funny, man. That so, is so cute. They just went on. Next thing you know, Cliff said, Man, boss, they calling everybody they know. <laughs> Girl, on the call phone. Yes, we yeah. in Steve's car. Who is Steve? <laughs> Steve Harvey. You ain't in no Steve Harvey car. <laughs> right. You lying. Blankety blank, look. <laughs> Cliff said, boy, they was cussing out everybody that told them they wasn't in my car. Because you know everybody, you ain't in no Steve Harvey car. Right, right. Don't nobody believe that. Right. That's funny. That's, that a good, nice. that's a good so, deed right there. Bro. A good part, so a part cool. of it's going to air on the TV show. Okay. All right. So well, you can go to Steve Harvey FM, too, and ch- on the gram and check out part of the video. Come Dang. on, nephew. Let's go. It's, uh, real quick, we're going to run it back. IRS. It speak for itself. It speak for itself. Hello? Hello. I'm trying to reach uh, Regina, please. This is Regina. Hi. How you doing? My name is Mark. I'm actually calling you from the income tax office. Did you actually... Did you receive your income tax check yet? No, I haven't received it. I'm waiting on it now. Okay. Now, there was a check, ma'am, that was sent out for $1,500. That was probably about two weeks ago. You never received that check? No, I haven't received it. I'm waiting on it. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, what... what address did you send it to? Uh, we're looking at, let's see, 1501 <laughs> Avenue. No, that that's not my that's not my address. I don't live there. That's my mom's address. That's where it was actually sent to, ma'am. Was sent, I guess, to your mother's address. Well, that's not the address that I put down. I'm not. I'm not that's, sure that's where. That's not my. That's not my mistake. Right now, I understand that. I'm not sure what the complication. Now, the problem I'm looking at, ma'am, is that it's it's showing in our records here that this this check has been cashed. How has the check been cashed? I haven't received the check. Hang on, just let me look a little further here. Um, let's see, are you familiar with a, uh, a Broderick? Yeah, that's my brother. But he, he's not on, he's, that, that money is not going to him. Okay. That check should have my okay. name on it, not no Broderick. Okay, it was actually cashed by a Broderick two days after it was delivered to uh, this 15, uh, 1501 Avenue. It was, no, okay, so we need to find out how you can send me that money back and, and get that money back and send me a check because, like I said, I didn't put that address down. That is not, you know, you that just, this check should be coming to me. Right, I understand. Not that, over there. Ma'am. That's you're, not you're, my you're, problem. So you guys need to rectify the problem and get me my money. Okay, ma'am, evidently there's a problem. Your, your, your brother, I guess, has evidently cashed your check. You know what? The f- crackhead, people. That's why I, didn't, I moved out of that f- place. And y'all, y'all should be sending me money to my house, not over there. Okay, now, the reason, ma'am, that I was actually calling initially was to let you know uh, we sent your check for $1,580. Okay. And the problem is is that it was a miscalculation on this whole thing, and we actually needed you, need you actually to send... $450 back to us because we sent you too much. Oh, you got me up. I'm sorry, but no. 
I worked my off all through the year. I went and made and, and did file my taxes, and I did everything correctly. Now, if y'all send me too much money, that's your problem. I ain't sending no money back to y'all. Man, we're going to have to get $450. No, you, well, you're going to have to find it somewhere else because you're not going to get it from me. Ma'am, I don't want so to have to go back you, 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 Let me tell you what you need to do, okay? You need to send me another check. That's what you need to do because I never received it. We're not going to be able to send another check, ma'am, until we get, first of all, the $450. No, no, but you, 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 you don't understand. You, you're, you're not listening. You're not understanding. Where is your supervisor? I need to see, I need to speak to a supervisor because obviously you're not doing your job right i'm actually the supervisor ma'am and okay, what i'm well, trying to explain to you is that do i need to come in and tell you how to do your job excuse me his name was not on the check you shouldn't even sent there in the first place well ma'am uh you know i don't understand who your brother is but a broader cashed his check i don't know what's going Crack on with him he's a crackhead i don't give a he shouldn't be cashing my you shouldn't even be sending it over there. Ma'am, I do apologize for these problems. I do. Apology is not accepted. What, what, what's going to make me happy is you send me a check well, to, my, we, to, to the correct address. When can we expect a check from you for 450 ma'am? No, well, you, I'm sorry, but I haven't even received. How much send you some money, and I haven't received my money yet? Okay, ma'am, if we don't receive the 450 within a week, we're going to have to put a freeze on your account. How you going to say put a uh, freeze on my account, and I haven't received my check, and you're going to send it over to that crackhead? Uh, you know, you need to see my check. That's what you need to do. Trying to freeze my money. I didn't even get no money. What are you talking about? You need to give me my money. That's what you need to do. I Let's understand that, ma'am. Straight. But if, if, your, if your crackhead brother has cashed your check and ran off with it, we can't do anything about that. Well, you know what? No, no. That's what you, you I don't care. Your, your, the mistake that y'all made is that you sent it to the wrong house. And then you want to try and freeze my account? You got me up, okay? That's what you need to do. You need to send me my money. You send it to the wrong place. That's not my mistake. That's your mistake. I got, listen, ma'am, I don't have time to go back and forth. I got one more thing I need to say well, to you. The only thing you need to be telling me is that you sent my check. Are you listening to me, ma'am? Y'all made that mistake. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your cousin, Reggie. Oh, my God. Excuse me. Reggie, I'm going to kick his <laughs> <laughs> you all right, baby? Where my money at? <laughs> your money, your money probably on the way, baby. But it's, I hope they got the right address because if they I make hope so mistake, too. <laughs> you, you gonna lose your mind? Oh, we! I'm shaking right now. Oh, <laughs> boiling. Hey, 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 Regina! I got one more, one more thing to ask you, baby. What is the baddest radio show in the land? Oh, Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> there it is. Hi, RS. It's tax time. Pay your taxes. That's tax all deadline on the 17th. Coming up, coming okay. up. Okay. Oh, man. Jeez. Strawberry letter up next. No, it's not. You can what? tell us about you going to Lexington. Oh. Well, no, it's not the strawberry letter. It, but it's not. I'm, I'm way wrong. Lexington, tonight. Mm-hmm. Tonight is the first night. One show tonight, two tomorrow, two Saturday. Comedy off Broadway. Tickets on sale right now. That's it. I ain't got to say no more. Stupid coming. I don't have to brag about my stupid. Okay. Just get your ticket and come see it. Yeah, you got mine? Uh, Am I straight oh for tonight? Lord. My people straight? No, you ain't straight. He cheap. He cheap. All so, you need I, is 10 tickets, two per show. Yeah, am I am He trying to give you five tickets, one per night. Who go to Comedy Club by themselves? 
She won 10 tickets, these tickets 30 something. All right, you better have my tickets. All right, Miss Ann is up next with National News. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, Steve, Tyler Perry's new movie, Acrimony, may be too relatable to your boy, 50 Cent. Now, you know, this movie surrounds uh, Taraji P. Henson, who plays a scorned wife seeking revenge. Well, 50 said the movie had him scared as a blank. He was on the gram, and he said that, man, I went to see Tyler Perry's movie, shaking my head. That movie was horror. I thought my baby mama was going to come out the closet. (laughs) (laughs) What? What you been through? (laughs) What you been through? So, yeah, 50 said uh, Tyler did his thing. He was really scared of acrimony. And, Steve, you talked about this movie when Tyler was I'm not going to see the damn movie. What I got to go for? Matter of fact, I'm suing Tyler. <laughs> Put that on TMZ. Steve Harvey sues longtime friend Tyler for doing his damn life without his permission. Acrimony. Tell that to TMZ. I'll tweet that out. I'm finna sue Tyler. Yeah, just do that. I'll just see what happens. That'd be some hella publicity. I gotta go down there and see what they talking about. You're going to sue Tyler, your life story. When since like this movie, Acrimony, have, has you guys scared like Fatal Attraction. Remember back in the day, all the fellas were scared about Fatal Attraction. But everybody say it ends different. Like you ain't, you, mm-hmm. you can't predict mm-hmm. it. Spoiler alert, we're not going to tell you all about it. Well, so I don't know. I ain't seen you. I'm going to see it, though. I'm going Steve, to see you got to go see this movie, though. It's about what? you. Acrimony? How you not going to see it? He ain't got to go see it. Call hell I got to go see movie, it for? Though. All I got to do is close my eyes and relive. <laughs> <laughs> the hell I'm going to be at that movie for? I'm telling my y'all be a bit mad. You left this out. <laughs> you forgot you this part. Uh. No, nah, I'm not going to see it. I ain't saying no names, no nothing. But what I ain't got to do is like me watching Roots again. Mm. How is that? Not the exact same feeling. Huh? You know, no, no. Roots, man. I only watched one time when I was in college. Yeah. I cannot watch it again. That's right. You didn't watch the second one they did that they redid it. You didn't watch that one. Oh no 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 no. Yeah, I would. No, no. I watched the original it was Roots. Good. It was good. When it came on, I was in college, and I've never seen it again. And they play it every year. I can't watch it. I just cannot watch that. It was great what they did, and it painted a very vivid picture. I it's I get nothing from that except anger. Yeah, I get pain. nothing. I get no motivation from it. From my standpoint, watching Roots, I'm just angry at a level that's not healthy for me. Yeah, yeah. It's a very painful movie. It's it's, it's our history. It's, it's hard to watch. So yeah, it was I, a lot going on too. Exactly when he was in college too. Oh, bro, let me tell you something, man. Roots, Roots reared up its ugly head. Yeah. Where we understood a lot more about racism because it was white students, you know, because we had TV lounges. And everybody oh, would gather on, on to campus. watch Roots on campus down in the dorm. Uh-huh. And whites would come down there and be playing, be up on the wall with their shirt off and another boy over there whipping them with a little oh, piece of no. light rope. What? Oh, no, nah, man. We were, hey, man, let me tell you something. Man. We was walking in them TV rooms, and uh-huh. we was up in it. No, no, no. So bad. now why he tied up on there? Oh, since you whipping him with this, let me show you what they really had. Now, some black dude done pulled off a leather belt with a buckle on it and then went across his back with it. <laughs> what? Now, he thinking it's his friend. 
This thing got crumped. Now, he done yeah. let out a real blood-curdling yell. He said, now, nah, nah, that's what's happening in Roots. I mean, we. Yeah. it was just a bunch of episodes of that. It was ugly on our campus during the yeah. filming of Roots, and it just brought back too much. I don't, I got to see Too it. painful. Too, too no, painful. It's too, well, I come on, Steve. Introduce Miss Ann. She's here. Ladies and gentlemen, she's here. Our very own Miss Ann Tripp, 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 Tripp. Thank you, Steve. Good morning, everybody. This is Ann Tripp with the news. Well, churches around the country rang their bells 39 times at 7.05 last night. That was a time 50 years ago when the Reverend Martin Luther King was assassinated. It was 39 times for every year that the civil rights icon was alive. Earlier in the day, there were marches to commemorate the day by both labor and civil rights groups. President Trump signed a measure designating a park in Indianapolis a national historic site. Now, that park is now since been named after Dr. King. But anyway, it's where the late Robert Kennedy delivered an impromptu speech only hours after the Nobel Peace Prize winner was murdered. Civil rights icon Congressman John Lewis told the crowd about the man he knew and the man he worked with. Tell us how to stand up. To be brave, courageous, and bold, and to never give up. Meanwhile, in Memphis, a black cloth was draped over the railing of the balcony of the Lorraine Hotel, which is a motel, actually, where Dr. King was killed. The Reverend Jesse Jackson, who was on that back balcony that day, he was 26 years old, uh, he shared his thoughts. I've been blessed by God to come back here 50 years later. And every time the scab comes off, the sore is still raw, and the blood still loses. This is the site of the crucifixion, but not far from here is the resurrection, the new hope, and the new possibilities. And he says those possibilities do abound. Police in Texas are reviewing over 80 cases involving unexplained murders of elderly men and women to see if they were all caused by the same person, a 45-year-old Dallas man named Billy Chemerier. Chemerier was arrested in connection with one elderly murder and reportedly found in possession of items belonging to another elderly murder victim. According to the New York Daily News, the Baltimore Ravens were about to hire Colin Kaepernick last year, but coach John Harbaugh, who spoke very highly about Kaepernick's talent, was advised apparently by one of his friends not to. That friend is reportedly a high-ranking military official, although he's not named in the story. Colin Kaepernick started, of course, the NFL players' protests against racism and police brutality by kneeling uh, during the national anthem. Well, according to TMZ, this military officer told Harbaugh to get Kaepernick to agree to a new team rule, which would forbid players from kneeling during the anthem if they wanted to keep their jobs. Anyway, he didn't hire Colin Kaepernick. Jury selection is over for Bill Cosby's retrial for sexual assault in Pennsylvania. Uh, that uh, panel includes seven men and five women. Among the seven and five are two black people. Yesterday, the issue of race came up because the uh, defense was saying that the prosecution was deliberately keeping blacks off the jury. And they stopped for a while and then they resumed after, you know, after a while. But there was that was that that uh, trouble a little bit about who's going to be in the jury and what color everybody was. Finally, today we honor Italian shoes. I wear Italian shoes. And so do I. We'll be back with more entertainment. And today's trending topics, 20 minutes after the hour, the Stevie Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All eyes are on Tiger Woods. The Masters are coming up. Tiger Woods, he's won. Tiger Woods? Yeah. More Tigers. Yeah, got it, the man. green jacket. He's won it, what, about four times? He's won the Masters title. And it's his first appearance, I think, since about 2015. And uh, one more thing. There's been a crackdown to remove all hecklers from the golf tournament. 
So lately, there's been hecklers at the uh, golf tournaments, and one official said, if you're going to the Masters, don't even think about yelling silly stuff like dilly-dilly and all that old kind of stuff. You will be removed. They are not playing. Why would you pay all that money and then, you know, say something get thrown off the Well, the Masters ain't going to play that. Look, you know, um, when you play the one in uh, Arizona where they got the stadium, the waste management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that tournament's different. They go there, they participate, the players have fun with it. The Masters is a different tournament. It's too much tradition. They're not going to have all that. You hollering out dilly dilly and all this here. <laughs> Ain't nobody finna, man, we are, they, they don't play. It's tradition at the Masters. And I think that's cool, mm-hmm. you know, that heckling. But they do a lot of other nasty heckling, too. Mm-hmm. You know, man, oh, they're they all do. in, you know, you know, man, about your personal life. Because people think they're funny now because of social media. You, you ain't finna do that, man. You, you're going home down there. Okay. They said they're not tolerating it. No, they're not so, tolerating that. So, how's your golf game? You and Tommy, Junior, you play it's golf? It's the same as it no. was last year. I go out there and watch it. Yeah. It ain't changing. Ain't I ain't got change. better. <laughs> oh, you haven't? No, I don't play enough to get better. I ain't even good. What? I thought you were pretty good. For somebody we to play every now and then. Yeah. You're good to yourself. Yeah, in my, in my foursome, I'm heavy. <laughs> Man, let me tell you something. You can't put nobody else out there. Yeah, in the four people that you play with, you all right. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, when he does get on the simulator, Carla, do you know Uncle Steve go puts on a whole golf outfit to play on the simulator? I thought we was going to the golf course. I'm in the car waiting on him. He said, where you going? We we play golf right here. <laughs> he got his gear on He got his house. gloves, shoes matching, <laughs> pants. Shirt, hat, he cleans My it. pro shop is downstairs by the simulator. Wait, you have a pro shop yeah, he has in a pro your shop. house? He yes, buy from himself. Yeah, with price tags. I tag. don't understand. You have a pro shop in Carla. your house? He sells yeah. clubs. <laughs> you hear me? If He's, any of my dudes come over, you ain't got no shoes, I got shoes. You ain't got no gloves, I got gloves. You know, we get ready to go somewhere, you need a certain ball. Uh-huh. I got Titleist, Callaway. Taylor made, <laughs> Pinnacle, <laughs> Wilson, Bridgestone, Titleist. Yeah. I got he pants, shirts, got a green jacket down there. all colors, all range. I got extra golf bags, extra clubs. <laughs> He's killing it. All right. Well, coming up at 34 after the hour, being broke and having friends who are not. We're going to talk about that. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Steve, here's a question. Well, actually, it's probably for Junior and Tommy because, Steve, we know that our jobs isn't as lucrative as yours, Steve. So because when we're with you, when we're with you, Steve, you pay for everything, right? (laughs) Y'all don't. Right, right. (laughs) I pay sometimes. Uh, I pay sometimes. Tommy do. I pay sometimes. Yeah, Junior has. Yeah, okay. I've never seen it. All right. So anyway. You you haven't called. Ever. (laughs) <laughs> what'd you say Carla and nor will I no no ever no so okay so here's a question for Junior and Tommy so think about your friends and family mm-hmm. you're the ones who make the decent money in this friendship or in your family in your circle okay. yeah now do you splurge on them or do you feel like they're a leech or and, and does money actually change everything <sighs> can we talk about something else Mm. Why? Because I don't need my family that in Houston listening. Well, we got to go on say it, though, Junior. Well, go ahead. I splurge on them. Uh-huh. 
I guess my problem is is when I think you expect it. Okay. When we sit down for dinner at a restaurant and it's 15, 20 of us, mm-hmm. I think I, I started, you know, I've been telling my wife, I said, I think they expect this all the damn time. Ain't nobody said I got by, I got me and my wife, I got ours. Don't nobody say that. Mm-hmm. It's just past that envelope down there to time it. They not mm-hmm. fitting to say that either. Nah, they not gonna mm-hmm. do that. Because you're talking to somebody speaking up right now that's been there. Go <laughs> yeah. ahead, Steve. Go ahead. I can walk y'all through the whole process, but please don't expect them to ever say it. <laughs> they don't fix their lips or nothing. <laughs> it ain't fitting to come out. Don't, 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 don't prepare your ears like what? No, no, because they didn't. They didn't say it. They not fitting to say it. They ain't about to say it. Hello. You finna pay for everything. So what I do with my family when I'm around them, I just treat them first class. Y'all just come on, this the life, here it is, welcome. Mm -hmm. Now, when y'all go home, you know, I I take care of my family now. You know, my Mm -hmm. brothers and sisters, they ain't ain't gotta work. Mm -hmm. I call, here go y'all's, you know, little something every month, here you go, I love y'all. I I don't want y'all struggling. Right. My little little baby brother doing good. Mm -hmm. (coughs) Here. After that, that's it. Mm-mm. See, but what I did was I had to do that because I had to stop the constant request. Furnace oh. went out. Air conditioner, bro. Uh-huh. I need ties. So they kept coming to you. Disconnection note. Uh-huh. I went to the doctor. Hold up, hold mm-hmm. up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> you got to pay the doctor bill. And you know, man, it becomes... A request from two sisters, a nephew. My nephew mm-hmm. ain't never asked me for nothing. Two sisters, two brothers. Just a request. Bro, I'm trying to fix my garage. Can you help me? That mm-hmm. damn dough. It's dislodged. And see, I don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. So what I do is, I just, I got everybody in a situation. Here we are. This, everybody got a little payroll check coming from Mm-hmm. Here it is every month. You know you're going to get that. All y'all pensions, y'all can keep your pensions that you done earned off your jobs, wow. your retirement money, and here go your little baby brother throwing in a little bit more. Now, can you make it from there? Because I feel as though you should. <laughs> you don't see no reason okay. why you can't. Okay. I really don't see how we can't get home now. That's cool, because I think a lot of people that are listening right now you know, they're the breadwinners of their family right. and friends. This yeah. is a, a, a common problem that, you know, you everybody's know, dealing with. So it's cool to hear from you, Steve. Well, you're rich enough where you can put your family on your payroll. Well, now, look, most most people can't do that. But here's right. what I suggest you do. Thank you. Uh-huh. Here's what you do. Work out a, a nominal amount of money. Or oh, is the word minimal. I don't know what it is. But look, make work out the small amount of money. Minimal. That yeah. you can afford, that you know they're going to beg you out of anyway. Mm-hmm. And just say, look, once a month, I'm going to send you 100, 150. Once a month, I'm going to send you 200, whatever that number is. Right. Okay. And just here you go, man. Take care of yourself. That, I got some more questions. Trust me, man. I got some more questions. Trust me when I tell you, man. It will cut the begging out. All right. right, Well, we'll keep talking about this. And, nephew, you got another prank for us on deck right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Coming up at the top of the hour, we got uh, right about four minutes after Strawberry Letter. Shirley is out. Steve will read the letter. The subject is withholding sex as a punishment. I'll respond. And What? Yes. Withholding sex as a punishment is today's subject of the Strawberry Letter. But, uh, Nephew, you have a prank call? What you got? I got a prank call and a quick question. Okay, go ahead. Okay, question first, huh? Where do you draw the line? And we just got through That's talking about taking care of family members, taking care of family members when you're making money, blah blah blah. So of course I take care of my mom and my baby sister. Mm-hmm. All right? Tell me where that line is. Like, my wife got a side. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She got a sister. Oh, her family. Oh, her, her family. Uh-huh. Okay, my daddy's side. Uncles over there, aunties over there. Uh-huh. Where do you draw that line? Okay, this is my line. Immediate family members only. Mm-hmm. Parents. You know, man, like we take care of Marjorie's parents. Marjorie's right. parents, they old. Come on now. Right, of course. Yeah, I, I treat yeah. them like my mom and daddy. Gotcha. I ain't gonna let nothing happen to them. Mm-hmm. We send them on several cruises a year because they like cruises. Mm-hmm. But you ain't gotta be, you ain't gotta afford to do that. You ain't gotta do that. Mm-hmm. But they get a monthly siphon. They, they ain't gotta want for nothing. They ain't gotta want for nothing. Now, Marjorie's brother is a man. So he take care of his own family. He, he never do. came to us he for good nothing. He's a good dude. I met him. Oh, yeah. Bob so Jr. Bob Jr., man's man. He take care of his family, run their business, everything. I ain't never had no problem with him. She only got one brother. So I'm cool. I'm the mm-hmm. one. Got the family. <laughs> <laughs> them hearties. So I done, t- I done took care of all of them. My brothers and sisters don't have to worry about nothing. Now, I got a nephew, man, that's a month older than me. We just like brothers. L ain't never asked me for nothing. I throw L out every now and then, too. Just a little something. Okay. You know, they have birthdays. I send them a little something. I always send money. I don't send no you know, box of uh, uh, coffee maker and all that. Here go money. Everybody like money. Okay. You got it, nephew? I got it. I got it. I got it. Let me run one for you. Nappy hair. Here it is. Nappy hair. Yeah, you finna do this. Hello. Hello. I'm trying to get Francis. This is she. Hey, Francis. How you doing? My name is uh, Daryl. Daryl. Our kids, they go to uh, together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Your daughter's uh, Kaylin, right? Yes. Okay. My son is uh, DJ, Daryl Jr. He, they, uh, I think I may have met you at the uh, beginning of the school year. You remember meeting me, Daryl? Daryl. Oh, I met a lot of people, but I'm sorry. I can't place you right now. Okay. All right. No problem. Hey, listen, um, I was giving you a call. You know, there's only a, a handful of uh, black kids at the school, you know, being a private school and all. And uh, we, the the, uh, the black parents, we all got together and had a meeting a couple nights ago. Okay, you said all the black parents. Okay, I wasn't there. Why wasn't I called? Uh, well, we actually had a meeting about your daughter, Kaylin. Uh, well, what about Kaylin? Is she, is there a problem at school that she's creating or something I don't even know about? What's, what's going on with Well, actually, we're, we're, you know, we feel privileged to be, you know, you know, like I said, there's only a handful of blacks, and we try to carry ourselves in a dignified way, our, our presence, our attitude, the way we handle ourselves. And, uh, you know, Kaylin's doing very good in school, from what I understand, and very nice with all the rest of the kids. She's getting along. That's not the problem. What we're what we're trying to get is um, the grooming of Kaylin. You know, Kaylin has these braids, and what we were trying to do is is give. You know, we had a meeting hold about up, it. We hold wanted up, to hold up, hold up, hold up. Did you just say her grooming? Something's wrong with her grooming. 
Well, it's not necessarily her clothing. Of course, you know, the kids wear the uniform. But the, the braids, you know, we, we want to represent ourselves with a lot of dignity, the way we carry ourselves. We want to be, um, you know, pretty much nice and clean, spit and polished. We would really prefer if her hair was straight and opposed to being braided up, you know? Wait a minute. I mean, that kind of gives off a, a ghetto type of look to it. And that's what we're trying to, to avoid. Are, are you crazy? Is something wrong with you? You don't have, First of all, how the hell you get my number? If you couldn't call me for the meeting, why are you calling me now? Well, like I said, ma'am, the meeting was to get the general consensus on where all the parents feel in the same way about your daughter and her braids. You know, we're just trying to keep everything classy when it comes to the blacks that attend the school. There's only 10 of us, you know, 10 children attending i tell you what you can attend. You can, What you can attend to is this phone hanging up in your face. You tell the parents, all of them for me, y'all can go straight and hit rock bottom out of hell talking about my child and her braids. Her braids are ethnic. They are nice. She is well-groomed. And I don't know how in the hell you got my telephone number. But tell all the parents for me to kiss the crack of my you-know-what. Listen, first of all, I don't like the way that you're talking to me. Okay, I carry myself with class, with dignity. I'm spitting polish, ma'am. Uh, I wanted to call and talk to, to you, like two adults, you know, and you're not even calling me. You're acting just as ghetto as her hairstyle. Let me say something real ghetto to your okay? You and all the parents can hit rock bottom out of hell. Don't call me no more with no like this. This is ignorant. I'm far beyond this. My child is well-groomed. She is going to go to that school. As a matter of fact, as much money as it costs to go there. Y'all should have been meeting on how we can get together and pay the tuition. How about that? Uh, are you trying to sit here and tell me that you got a problem taking her braids down and wearing her hair straight so she can look a lot more classy than what she looks right now? It's a pathetic look that she's having right now. You know what? I don't. What's your hair look like? Take a picture of your self and send it to me. Text it to me. Since you get folks' phone numbers and give it to you, take a picture of your and text it to me. I bet you you look like who would have thought it. My daughter's braids are going to stay up for the rest of the year. As a matter of fact, we ain't going to rebraid it. It's going to stay that way so it can be matted and represent. That's what we're going to do. Francis, listen, I don't I don't want to argue. I just wanted to call and see if we could actually, you know, come to a medium on this. Do you think that there's a possibility that, I mean, when I'm, when I'm picking up DJ tomorrow after school. Would it, would, would it be all right if I picked up... Um, Little Kaylin and brought her home and let my wife do her hair? Please. I wish the you would. Pick my daughter up and see what the hell I do. I'm going to call my husband and tell him to come over your house and whoop your after he braids your hair. I wish you would pick up my daughter. I'll call the police on As a matter of fact, you're going to have to call the police on me and my husband. Do it and see what happens. Ma'am, I'm just trying to get some class here. That's all we're wanting. We're not wanting to fight with you. It's just the blacks here, at, we think that we want a little bit more classy look of the way we are groomed. That's the only thing we're looking for. Only person who's going to be taking the class is When we get to whoop, you're going to be taking the class. How about that? I can't stand a like you. Y'all get $5 and one penny in your pocket and think you're better than everybody else. You forget where you came from. As a matter of fact, what's your, what's your name? Because I'm calling the principal on your a day. Give me your name and Mr. Who? What's your uh, name? Uh, 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 that's 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 not that's not really what my name is. But that's what you told me when you first called me. What is your real name? My name is my name. My real name is Tommy. Thomas? No, no, my last name either. Well, what the hell is your name? 
Do you know? My name is Tommy, nephew Tommy, from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your husband, Keith, got me to prank phone and call you. I be <laughs> Oh, my God. Keith put your <laughs> to this <laughs> You got me ready to click your ass to PTS, the L school, and everybody else. I tell you what, Keith eat out for the rest of the week for putting this <laughs> me. He told me, he said, man, he said, it don't take but about two and a half minutes for my wife to go off. He said, it don't take but two and a half. He said, and oh I promise you. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> you. You all right? <laughs> oh, baby, calm down, baby. Let me ask you something. What, what, well, I got one more thing to ask you. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? You know it's the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> okay, Tommy, you know we don't play when it comes to our hairstyles. Right. Stop playing. You, you play know, too much. Hey, just go all out to all the beautiful sisters out there. I'm okay. just playing. I'm okay. just playing. <laughs> Strawberry letter up next. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, it's time for today's Strawberry Letter. Shirley is out today. So, Steve, you will read the letter and I'll respond and uh, we'll get this yeah. thing going. All right, here we go. Uh, the subject today is withholding sex as punishment. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Let us begin. Dear Steve and Shirley, I need your advice concerning an issue that is going on in my marriage. I sincerely and wholeheartedly love my wife and have never even considered having an extramarital affair. But after the smallest misunderstanding with my wife, she deprives me of sex for three months. Even if I apologize over and over, she's not willing to ease up on my punishment. It might interest you to know that I'm not always at fault in the arguments, but I'm always the one trying to make up with her because I hate the way she punishes me. The more she punishes me and makes me go that long without sex, the bigger the strain it puts on our marriage. I always hope that we can restore the peace and eliminate any grudges, but she remains moody and angry for weeks. When we are on good terms and everything is going fine, she still controls if and when we have sex. If she doesn't want to do it, she will use the excuse that she's too tired. What can I get? What can I do to get her to see that this is not the way to deal with disagreements? I don't want to leave my wife, and I'm not a cheater. So how can I make this work? Please help. Lord, Lord, Lord. That's not in the letter. That's just. Oh, you just added that at the <laughs> end. I, I added because he's stressed. Yeah, he's stressed out. <laughs> well, here's my the question is, what did you do, and what do you keep doing to make her mad? But you know, you left that information out of the letter, so we just got to go on what you put in the letter. So, I was thinking about it. My suggestion to you is maybe you can make a list 
and just talk to your wife and find out all the things that is what's bothering her. Maybe you can go to her and say, Bay, what's bothering you? Is it the stuff that I do? Is it the stuff that you're dealing with on the job? Is it the kids? Is it the is it housework? Then maybe then maybe there's some things on this list that you can do to help her relax. Like maybe you can cook one night or maybe you can pick up the, the kids from school or daycare or something like that. But this list, it maybe it'll help you avoid the problems because the question is, what are you doing that is so bad that she's like, don't touch me for three months? Like, what's going on there? So maybe you can check this list daily because you're going to have to change your ways. And I know it's not fair. That's not fair. She's the one with the issues, but that's who you married. So you don't want to cheat, you don't want to end your marriage, so you got to compromise. You know what they say, happy wife, happy life, or you got to get counseling or get, you know, a third-person party to come in to talk to you guys about your situation, or it could be she just doesn't like you anymore. That could, she's just not feeling mm. you like that anymore. That could be it, but Steve, that, that is. That was good, Carl. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, that thank was you. real good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's go, real Steve. good, but that mm-hmm. hit it problem. Okay. the problem is the subject withholding sex as a punishment now Carla's right what do you keep doing to make this woman this man but let me ask you another question though y'all what could he be doing to make her this damn man the man ain't cheating the man come home he ain't misusing her abusing her he's not an abusive man what what cost you three months of sex? Right. I wish somebody would tell me we didn't have a wish, sex. Oh, man. I wish you would tell me. Because <laughs> right after you tell me that, guess what? I'm not going to say this to you. <laughs> but the thought that I'm going to be having is you not fitting to have sex for three months. <laughs> yeah, to change it. <laughs> That's what it is. But guess who is? Yeah. <laughs> See, let me explain something to you. <laughs> the punishments you keep putting this man on, he ain't going to keep going on these damn punishments right. now. He is issuing a warning. He's letting you know he can't keep dealing with this because at three months, he says in the letter, it puts a strain on the marriage. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about this punishment and fault. Carla was right. You got to be doing something wrong, but blah, 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 blah. But whatever he's doing wrong, let me ask you this. The man said in 11, even if I apologize over and over, she's not willing to end up, ease up on the punishment. The punishment for whatever he do. You ain't take the garbage out? Three right. months, no sex. You ain't pick kids up on time. Three months, no sex. You're all oh, damn that now. I'm not fitting to make a list to make your ass happy so I can get off the three months. And then when he apologizes, she don't ease up on the punishment. And it might interest you to know that I'm not always at fault in the argument. So you can't argue with this helper without costing your ass three months on shutdown. Now, let me ask you this. Let me just say this to y'all. Mm-hmm. If they get in two arguments a year. That's he it? He out how much? That's how many year. months is <laughs> Six months, see? Six months. Two damn arguments. <laughs> this man is out of six months of sex. 
who is fitting to do this here? Yeah. I'm so I'm I'm really proud and grateful that this man done wrote a letter. But ladies, yeah. are you kidding me? Are you that's not that woman can't be a woman sitting up there going, the man ain't cheating on her. Hold on. Y'all gotta have a better resolution in your marriage of how to resolve conflict and resolution. Yeah. It cannot be three months punishment for sex. Yeah. First of all, let me help you understand. Your sex. Hmm. What, Steve? Ain't all that good. Ooh, yeah. That's what I thought. Where it's finna cost me three months of my damn life twice a year. Half a year of no sex. Your sex ain't that good. I have to, I'm gonna have to tell you. I'm going to share this with you. It might be good and the best I've ever had. I may love it like I love the sun come up in the morning. But once you once you shut me off for six months. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I can't go find out if maybe somebody six somewhere <laughs> got some sex that's equivalent to. <laughs> or better. It, it ain't even gotta be better. better. Just any would be better than none. I take some bad sex before I take no sex. Hello. I'll be Hello. Back with the rest right. of this ladder, cause Shelly yes. ain't here. So here I come. 23 after, Steve. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Okay, Steve, come on. Part two of this letter. Shirley's out today. What's the subject, Steve? The subject is withholding sex. As punishment. As punishment. Now, what's As this letter punishment. about? Quickly. Steve. So this lady, every this man that wrote this letter in, because he's concerned every time him and his wife have an argument, or he get blamed for something, the punishment is no sex for three months. Even if he apologizes, she does not lessen the sentence. It remains at three months, and it would interest us all, interest us all to know that. When they argue, he's not always at fault. So the man going to apologize, just try to get back in good graces. Now, right. he deprives, she deprives me of sex for three months. I bought up the numbers game because I'm a numbers guy. Yeah. If you get in two arguments a year, <laughs> two you down six months. <laughs> now, who this half a thing she is? Wait, say that again. <laughs> who this half a thing she is? You're finna shut. Put my life under duress for six damn months because we don't know how to resolve conflict. We have Our resolution is three months punishment for whatever he do. He don't take out the trash, damn it, three months. You was late picking me up down there, doggone it, three months. Wow. Well, this don't make no damn sense. No, it doesn't. It's a horrible way to do a man. Yeah. But now let me tell you something. You got a good man because he done wrote the letter. Ain't no man mm-hmm. fit to do this here with you. Now the man says he's never cheated or never even considered having an extramarital affair. But the smallest, see what, right after this. See, I want you to understand something about the word but that my daddy and mama taught me. What? When you say but, it negates everything you said prior to that. So now let's just go over to this sentence again. I love my wife and have never even considered having an extramarital affair. He's a good man. But after the smallest misunderstanding with my wife, she deprives me of sex for three months. 
See, Butner wiped out the considering, the never considering an extramarital affair. Because if this continues, he gonna have to he gonna have to go out there. So, okay, yeah. I'm on punishment for three months. For three months, I'm finna go see somebody. Because, see, I will tell you right now, if you come up to me for whatever the reason, you say, oh, look, at, listen to me. <laughs> listen to me. I am sick of you. For the next three months, we not having sex. Mm. Soon as you make that statement to me, I immediately go into it. Well, let's see now. Okay. About you. Yeah. No, no. Okay, okay. Carla, I want what? you to repeatedly say, for three months, we not having sex, and then wait on my response. Go. Okay. So, for three months, we're not having sex. You got it? Well, all righty then. Well, all righty then what? We're not having sex for three months. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, I heard what you said. <laughs> Listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. We're, me and you, are not having sex for three months. Deal with it. Well, I guess we won't then. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. We won't have sex for three months. Do you understand? Understand perfectly that we, you and I, will not be having <laughs> sex for three months. Got it. Why do you keep repeating that? Okay, good. You got it. We're not having sex for three months. Get your mind right. <laughs> Wrapped around it. We <laughs> are not having sex for 90 days. We not. You and I. Oh, okay, good. So look at your look at you. You got your phone. Look at the calendar. Yeah. It's April, May, June. See mm-hmm. you in July. Three months. Ain't no problem. We're not having sex. <laughs> I'm going to play golf Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be gone all weekend. <laughs> golf take a long time. <laughs> Going to play golf Friday. <laughs> Man. Mm-hmm. Essence. Maybe around Essence Fest. We'll be back. But if you make me mad again, three months, we're not having sex. So July. Wow. Summer. Baby, that's a long time for us not to be having sex. <laughs> well, stop making me time. mad. I, well, I told you I was sorry. <laughs> I told you I was sorry. But you keep doing the same stuff over and over, so you're not really sorry. So three months. Well, it ain't that I ain't sorry. You. It's just that this punishment you keep putting me on is more for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can show you better than I can tell you. Three months. Go ahead. No say. Yeah. <laughs> You got it? Yeah. Yeah. You notice how I keep coming in here? I ain't saying nothing to you about it. <laughs> yeah. You know how I ain't bought it up no more? Because you understand what I'm saying. Show do that we, you and I, are not having sex for 90 days. Got it? Good. Bingo. Oh, I'm glad we got clarity on that. Mm-hmm. I've been clear. <laughs> I've been clear. What? Are you trying to say something? No, I ain't trying to say nothing. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're you kind of getting a little sarcastic with it. Oh, this a ain't sarcastic. Bit. This just okay with it. Oh, okay. See, I got well, to deal you... with it. I know it's a three-month punishment for us. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't bring it up to us. Never no more. I just wait on the three-month bill. How you been? How was your day of job? Hey, 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 man. Uh, hey, if that ain't 
<laughs> good scene. Good scene. Good scene. Yeah, that ain't how it go right there. Well, I'm trying to tell you. You're not, you can't keep doing a man like that. Nobody finna do no, this with you. No. Now for you, you crazy. What? No. You crazy ass. You put me on no. two days. We got no, that's perfect. That's two way. days. <laughs> this man that came in the house asked her, how your day go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah. Okay, Steve, that was good. Play that was good. That was I had fun. <laughs> you can email or Instagram us your thoughts on today's show. How's your day at the job? Everything <laughs> good down there? <laughs> Quiet. Let me talk to you, bum. <laughs> we gotta go. Hit us up at uh, Lips by Carla. You can comment on today's strawberry letter. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Okay, guys, I got reality update coming up at the top of the hour. We're gonna talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta, the season finale, and Braxton dun, Family. Dun, dun. Yeah, and the Braxtons is getting heated. Braxton Family Value. We'll discuss that at the top of the hour. But right now. You guys, we talked about this yesterday. Now, Shirley, she's off today, but she was here yesterday, and we kind of had this discussion. Remember, right. we were kind of off the air, and I was asking parenting. Steve some parenting advice. Do you yeah, remember yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, let's let everybody hear that conversation. Here it is. All right, Steve, before we left, uh, Carla wanted to ask you some parenting advice. You said you've been a parent for 36 years. What you got, Carla? Okay, so listen to this, Steve. My friends, a lot of us are parents, you know, we hang out, we do things together with our children. So the latest discussion, you know, we have young kids. So the latest discussion is, at what age should you teach your child how to curse or say bad words? What? Well, well, you shouldn't teach them teach how. Them. There's no age when you should teach them bad words. No. Okay. Because bad words are not necessary. It mm. all depends on circumstance and environment. Mm-hmm. Cussing is an environmental, circumstantial right. thing that you have to be able to participate in. And every circumstance and all environments do not require cussing. You need to be able so it's not a good time for you. The situations will bring out the child when it's necessary. Mm. Oh, okay. So okay. it's not for you to decide, I'm going to teach my child cuss. I never taught any of my kids to cuss. My oh, father never taught me to cuss. I just uh-huh. picked it up. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So you heard, overheard it and <laughs> you just and kept it. Now, for me personally, Excellent. the uh-huh. decision to use cussing a little bit more regularly was somewhere around nine. Yeah, see? Yeah, well, Shirley. <laughs> nine is when I started implementing it. Yeah. That's pretty young. By 12, yeah. I was, cool. you know, I wasn't, it wasn't really formed good. I was just throwing it out there. But I had a lot more situations. And the older I got, the more useful and more timely and more situations presented themselves. Mm -hmm. So that's how I did it. So I don't say that there's an age that you give a child. Okay. And here's why I'm asking this, because I know a lot of people look uncomfortable with this question. Mm -hmm. But it's a different time for these kids. And going into middle school, it's just been tough with the group of people that we hang with with their kids. So they were saying they want to teach their children how to say, blank you, B, get out of my face, in a situation of bullying. Oh, and, bullying. And, 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 well, yeah, and things uh, like see, that. So, yeah, they're saying, see, well, we to gotta teach start them teaching that, our children. I don't, I don't think it's necessary. No. See, you Not are, that. here's the problem, Carla. Your little crew that y'all go to school with, y'all suburban parents. Y'all not hood parents. Y'all from the hood, Mm -hmm. but y'all have become Mm -hmm. suburbanized, Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. all are suburban parents. So Mm -hmm. now you've you've tried to remain bougie, (laughs) and you're trying to live up to your (laughs) status status in life now, (laughs) but 
Your calling is who. <laughs> I like the calling. Yes. And you're trying to know when to implement hoodism into your kids. Hood and your kids talk. don't really need that. Mm-hmm. And okay. so you've got to teach them other ways. I don't recommend teaching. Seriously, do not no. recommend teaching cussing to kids. Okay. Because, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to backfire. Behavior. Yeah. You know, I mean, teach you them. don't teach them negative behavior. Now, did I teach my children to take care of themselves? Yeah, but mm-hmm. I found out I was doing it for no reason. Mm. I, somebody hit you, everybody go down there. My kids ain't down the street fighting. Right. And then come home and you go get all your brothers and go back down there. My kids don't look, matter of fact, the house too damn far away. Different See, I, I wanted I to tell my sons that, but they went to a school where they ain't fight. Mm-hmm. They, they so cyber bullying. Yeah. If they ain't fighting you, they talk about you on, on Instagram. No, that hurts your mm-hmm. No, my daddy we, took we, me we to get my ass My daddy took me to get my ass whooped. I couldn't whoop my ass every Saturday. That was your training? That was it. I, my daddy took me over there. Because we, they weren't fighting in my neighborhood. But over there, my cousin, uh-huh. every day, every Saturday by 1230. Yeah. Get my butt tore up. Mm. <laughs> so that's how you grew up. It's like you said, how we grew up. And how we're parenting and how our children are growing up, it's just a two it's two different worlds. And it's um, and it's some parenting that just doesn't apply today. And then a lot of it does, but you all have removed it because of your new way. Mm-hmm. But your kids are suburban kids. So when the bullying goes down at school, how do you teach them how to cuss? You ain't gotta teach them how to cuss. Just you gotta get the bully yeah. out your face. Yeah. You don't get the bully out your face by cussing. No. There's a physical activity that can get the bully out of your face. <laughs> now, if you don't want to teach the physical activity, mm-hmm. then you got to go with something else. But bullies don't respond to uh-uh. get your blankety blank out my blankety blank. They don't because they bullies. Hell, they mm-hmm. don't. They one told you. Mm-hmm. I'm finna mm-hmm. put my blankety blank in your blankety blank. <laughs> now you sitting there with your little punk ass. <laughs> What's your comeback? See, it's hard to outcuss a bully. So you got to mm-hmm. teach your children the other things, but I don't recommend teaching your children how to talk bad to people because that doesn't work. Because it's just talk. Just talk. and eventually, it, once you talk bad, you got to bag yeah, some yeah. of it up. Okay. You know, so, did your parents have put motivation behind you behind the bully? Like, if you don't wolf his, I'm gonna yeah. wolf yours. Yeah, yes. that was the motivation yes. I had. That was Let me it. catch you running again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let me yeah. catch Run you again. Running. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. What you crying for? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come home crying one, one more, more damn time. Ooh, I'm going to give you something time. to cry about. Then I'm going to take you down there. My brothers then took me back down the street mm-hmm. to fight Manny. Me and Manny got in four fights in one day. Me and Manny was through with it. Manny. Mm-hmm. He, he in the picture right up there, the dude with the hat on with the gold jacket. Oh. Standing there where they name in my street, my boy Manny. Yeah. We fought four times. One. Me and Manny was through after the first fight. Our brothers and sisters got involved. What, Rose Calhoun bought Manny back up to my house <laughs> to beat me up. Wow. Big ass Rose. I whooped Manny out. Now, Manny whooped me the first time. I'm through. You win, Manny. We friends. <laughs> <laughs> but since she brought him up to my house and my daddy was on the porch watching, mm-hmm. yeah. I got to tear Manny ass. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up at the top of the hour, I got reality update. Real Housewives of Atlanta season finale, and we'll talk about the Braxtons at the top of the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. It's that yeah, time. She yeah. is here. Carla Farrell with reality update. 
great. All right. Woo. Yeah. I like that intro. Thank you, nephew. <laughs> well, golf, Steve, Junior, Tommy, hmm? season finale, Real Housewives of Atlanta. On Sunday night, Eva uh, Marcel, she uh, threw a Halloween birthday party. And uh, Nini came dressed as what? A exterminator. <laughs> and her husband. What was that about? Well, you remember the whole Roach oh, that's Gate. Right, that's right. Roach Gate. And her husband, Greg, he wore a Roach mascot costume, so to speak. <laughs> Greg was crazy. a Roach? Yes. <laughs> he didn't really need the costume, did he? Greg was a Roach? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny, though. <laughs> that was real cute. I yeah, that guy coming in like that. She already exterminated. Quick, I'm coming here. I'm going to be the roach, man. Yeah, <laughs> he came in as a roach. It was really funny. Just to clap uh, back at Kim and all that drama up. with the roach gate, having roaches all at their right. house. Sheree dressed as your girl, Junior, Cleopatra. Nah. And uh, so was the hostess, Eva. Cynthia, she was 50 Cent. Her her uh, costume is really cute. Marlo, she Who was... was 50 uh, Cent? Cynthia. Cynthia Bailey. Cynthia was 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. It was real cute how she did it. She had a little hip-hop gear on, hat to the back. She had a tomboy look. She drew a beard on. It was real cute how she did it. Had a had her uh, jewelry on and necklaces. And Marlo, she was really cute. She was uh, Halle Berry's character from the movie Baps. Do you guys remember uh, that? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Portion Candy, they were kind of like the scary brides. Anyway, it was the season finale. They were all at the party, and, and the end result was Nene tried to convince Portia to apologize again to Candy for all the drama that happened last season. Portia was like, I'm not doing it. I have apologized enough. I'm not apologizing anymore. And um, I don't know. I kind of felt earlier in the season maybe Portia and Candy should talk one-on-one and Portia needs to really just talk from the heart about how she felt, what happened, her side of the story, and then Candy can talk too, and maybe they'll squash it without all the other ladies around. I don't know. That's just a suggestion. But anyway, the show ended. Updates on the women. Here it goes. Nene Leakes is back on the road. She's doing her one-woman comedy show after, you know, she hit a little speed bump with her controversial Uber joke. You remember that? Mm -hmm. But she's back on the road. Portia. She'll be all right. She'll have Netflix in a minute. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> Portia, she finished her acting role in the hit play, Two Can Play at That Game. Candy Barris is home. She was touring with Escape. Candy! Yeah, she was doing her thing. And your your girl, Sheree. I saw Candy recently. Oh, you did? Where? Yeah, Jackie did. Um, Roscoe Chicken and Waffle. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Junior, your girl, Sheree, she finished her man cave, her basement in her house, but her man, Tyrone, who's in prison, man. he is not coming home. So what it look it's like, babe? Yeah, Junior, he's not coming home till 2022. How big is the TV? It's a pool table in it. Paul, you say the brother not getting out to 2022? 2022. Okay, can you cover everything up till I get out? I don't want it to get done. Yeah, she thought he was getting out sooner, but no. My friend Mikael did a basement. Yeah, Mikhail. Yeah, yeah he's he a designer the from the Steve Harvey Show. We love Mikhail Welch. Yeah, Shout yeah, out yeah. to Mikhail. They uh, Thank you, featured the uh, basement and the design of the Man Cave and People Magazine. So go ahead, Mikhail. You're doing your thing. I'm talking about it. It's going to be yeah. so dusty down there when he get out. <laughs> <laughs> 20, 20. 2022. All that stuff going to be so outdated. <laughs> yeah. 
No, it's really nice, though. It's really nice. You, you know how you much technology going to be out in 2022? TVs ain't going to be on walls no more. They're going to be in the app. We might not have cell phones then, Carl. They might be just a chip in your side of your neck by the end. I'm telling you. Prehistoric couch we got down here. Anybody sits on it. Well, there you go. And Kenya Moore, she teased the... She may be expanding her family, so we don't know. Is Who Kenya was she pregnant? at the party? Was she there? Yeah, she was a Victoria's Secret model. Angel. Very beautiful. Yeah. So there you go. That's the season finale. You know the reunion show is going to be off the chain this Sunday night, Real Housewives of Atlanta. So switching gears, you know, the ratings are really, really good for the season premieres, the sixth season of The Braxton Family Values. But Miss Tamar Braxton is not happy about the show. Tamar is upset about her estranged husband's <laughs> portrayal on Braxton Family Value. Mm -hmm. Tamar and Vince are in the process of divorcing. You guys know that after she accused him of being a serial cheater and committing multiple acts of domestic violence against her. But now here's the thing. Some of Tamar's sisters, they don't care. They don't care about how Tamar is feeling about Vincent and what they're saying. They're going to keep trashing him. They're going to keep it real. They said whether the cameras are rolling or not, and this is according to TMZ, Trina, Tawanda, and Tracy Braxton told TMZ that Tamar's, she she's being kind of hypocritical because when they were going through their divorces and going through their problems, she was guilty of airing out their dirty laundry on the show and, you know, all of the stuff from the family members in the past. Mm. So, Hey, they said they're not going to change, and this is real. This is not scripted, and this is, unfortunately, their family and, and what they're going to. So, Braxton Family Values is pretty good. Tony's been doing her thing. She was our guest not too long ago with her new album, Sex and Cigarettes. We love Tony Braxton. So, Tony was on the show, and she, you know, she told yeah. us this season was really good, Braxton Family Values. So that is Reality What's Update. What's up, Tony? Yes, that is Reality Update. Any questions, you guys? When, he getting out when? <laughs> you back on Real Housewives. Tyrone is getting out 2022. Okay. How many years that is? That's 18. That's four years, huh? Yeah. Man. He going to be cut when he come out. <laughs> he going to be fine. What? He going to be ripped up. <laughs> Upper yeah, body. Doing burpees. Yeah. What that boy doing some I'll burpees. just get fine out here. I ain't going to prison. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just be out here and be. I rather, I rather be out here and be fat and free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not mad at that, that, Steve. I'm not finna go <laughs> there and get cut. Yeah. And programming note: Don't forget to watch Steve Harvey's Showtime at the Apollo tonight on tonight Fox. Tonight is the night. Yep. That's reality update. We will return at 20 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, it's time for something funny. Now, you said you was going to tell us about the talk show. You had some guests from the country. Now, what happened so, yesterday? this lady stood up in Hey Steve to ask me this question. Her and her mama had been invited out to L.A. They was from North Carolina, but they had moved to Philly. He had moved out. His name was A.J. He had moved out here to L.A. over a year ago. Who is he? <laughs> now, who is A.J. to them? A.J. is one of her sons. But he love them, but he didn't change. You know, the food different. So she's taking them to L.A. parties. He's taking them to L.A. parties. Now, mm -hmm. he embarrassed because he didn't have to go to the grandmama to talk about his mama because she at the parties too loud, cussing, <laughs> and drinking. Come on, now. 
Now the lady that stood up and said, well, what we supposed to do at the party? Right. <laughs> her and her mama the only one out there electric slide. <laughs> Say people just look at it. They look at them. They trying to get the party started. Come on, AJ, he in bass. Uh-huh. You know, said he wipe his mouth every time he take a drink. Now, I don't know what's going on with him. <laughs> so we got to talking. So finally, mm. we got on talking about food. And I asked him, had they went to uh, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffle? We right. went there okay. yesterday. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's the best food we had, Steve. I oh, said, good. okay, what'd you get? The fried chicken, some grits, and some cheese egg. I said, you wasn't ready for the waffle? Uh-uh, I don't see how that go. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, okay, these some real good. They real good. Right yeah. <laughs> oh, the chicken and waffle, how they yeah. go together. Well, I don't see how that go. Okay. I said, no, it really do go together. Mm-mm. I ain't never. <laughs> we ain't never did. <laughs> we ain't never did nothing like that. So I said, well, one thing I taught her, I said, have you ever been to Harold and Bell's? Because they back over. Harold and Bell's is a Creole restaurant out here that won several hoodie awards for best restaurant. Oh, gotcha. Okay, the cool. Food out here, boy, off mm-hmm. the chain. So I said, I tell you what, I'm going to get a car service. Take y'all to Harold and Bell, wait on y'all, and carry y'all back to your son's place. What? Yeah. Yeah. Lord jeez, we ain't never been in no Mercedes. My driver said, get them a car service. Da, da, da. Cliff came back and said, boss, we can't get a Mercedes over here for another hour and a half. But oh, I can get man. an SUV right now. I said, no, Cliff, they old, man. I don't want them climbing up and down out no truck. Right, right. So I said, I tell y'all what, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to have my driver take y'all to hell and bell in my what? car. What? What? Balling. <laughs> what? Oh, so lady said, the old lady said, well, listen, I'm sure whatever you got, it's a nice car. So <laughs> black dude, what you got, Steve? I have a Bentley Monsane out there. So I said, I'm going to put y'all in the Bentley Monsane. Black dudes say, the hell is that, man? <laughs> <laughs> so when it airs, you're going to see Miss Melvin now getting in my car. I'm loving North Carolina. <laughs> yes. Go Cliff on. driving them down there. Now, I got a bar in the back of my car, right? Yeah. <laughs> I call Cliff. I said, Cliff, y'all down there yet? Boss, they touching all the buttons. In the I'm getting in here. He said, they didn't let this bomb down so many times. He said, but boss, they didn't open up your McCallum. I said, it's cool, Cliff. Boss, they didn't drink half of it. I said, no, they didn't drink a half bottle of McCallum. He said, man, it's 45 minutes to get out here, boss. They didn't drink a half bottle of McCallum. You know how much good scotch that is right now? <laughs> I'll tell you I'm the rest when we come back. I ain't mad at Miss Melvin Neal been in my car going to a restaurant. If I got it on scene. <laughs> okay, coming up next, 50 Cent saw Acrimony, Tyler Perry's movie, and he's scared. <laughs> we'll talk about it. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, Steve, Tyler Perry's new movie, Acrimony, may be too relatable to your boy, 50 Cent. Now, you know, this movie surrounds Taraji P. Henson, who plays a scorned wife seeking revenge. Well, 50 said the movie had him scared as a blank. He was on the gram, and he said that, man, I went to see Tyler Perry's movie, shaking my head. That movie was horror. 
I thought my baby mama was going to come out the closet. <laughs> Damn, what? What you been through? What you been through? So, yeah, 50 said uh, Tyler did his thing. He was really scared of acrimony. And, Steve, you talked about this movie when Tyler I'm not was going to see guest. the damn movie. What I got to go not? for? Matter of fact, I'm suing Tyler. <laughs> Put that on TMZ. Steve Harvey sues longtime friend Tyler for doing his damn life without his permission. Acrimony. Tell that to TMZ. I'll tweet that out. I'm finna sue Tyler. Yeah, just do that. I'll just see what happens. That'd be some hell of publicity. I gotta go down there and see what they talking about. <laughs> you gonna sue Tyler, your life story. When since like this movie, Acrimony have has you guys scared like fatal attraction. Remember back in the day, all the fellas were scared about fatal attraction. But everybody say it ends different. Like you ain't you, mm-hmm. you can't predict mm-hmm. it. Spoiler alert, we're not gonna tell you all about it. Well, so, I don't know. I ain't seen you. I'm going to see it though. I'm going Steve, to see you it. gotta go see this movie though. It's about what, you. Acrimony? How you not gonna see it? He ain't got to go see it, Carl. The hell I gotta go see, go see it for? Though. All I gotta do is close my eyes and relive. <laughs> The hell I'm going to be at that movie for? I'm telling my, y'all be a bit mad. You left this out. <laughs> you forgot you this part. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not going to see it. I ain't saying no names, no nothing. But what I ain't got to do is like me watching Roots again. Mm. No, how is that? Not the exact How's same that? feeling. Of- you know, No, no. Uh, Roots, man, I only watched one time when I was in college. Yeah. I cannot watch it again. That's right. You didn't watch the second one they did that they redid it. You didn't watch that one. Oh no 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 no. Yeah, I would. No, no, no. I watched the original it was actually Roots good. It was good. when it came on. I was in college, and I've uh-huh. never seen it again. And they play it every year. I can't watch it. I just cannot watch that. Yeah. It was great what they did, mm-hmm. and it painted a very vivid picture. I get nothing from that except anger. Yeah, I get pain. nothing. I get mm-hmm. no motivation from it. From my standpoint, watching Roots, I'm just angry at a level that's not healthy for me. Yeah, yeah. It's a very painful movie. It's, it's, it's our history. It's hard to watch, so, yeah. Oh, bro, let me tell you something, man. Roots, Roots reared up its ugly head yeah. where we understood a lot more about racism because it was white students, you know, because we had TV lounges, and everybody oh, would gather on, on to campus. watch Roots on mm-hmm. campus down in the dorm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And whites would come down there and be playing, be up on the wall with their shirt off and another boy over there whipping them with a little oh, piece of no. light rope. What? Oh, no, nah, man. We were, hey, man, let me tell you something, man. We was walking in them TV rooms, and uh-huh. we was up in it. No, no, no. So bad. now why he tied up on there? Oh, since you whipping him with this, let me show you what they really had. Now, some black dude and pulled off a leather belt with a buckle on it. And then went across his back with it. <laughs> what? Now he thinking it's his friend. This thing got crossed. Now he done yeah. let out a real blood curdling yell. He said, "Nah, nah, that's what's happening in Roots." Wow, it's the end of the show. Show went by it's pretty the fast. The end of the show. Yeah. Make sure you come back. Forty nine after the hour. Steve Harvey's closing remarks. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, we're at the end of the show, Mr. Harvey. Good Thursday today. You got closing remarks. What a day. I got a closing remarks today. Today, I want to talk to you about something. I was talking with Kira about it, and he sent me something. And I thought this would be good because uh, this is more of a spiritual uh, piece of motivation for you. Because I'm talking to people right now who believe 
that there is a God. I'm talking to people who believe in God. If you're an atheist and all that, I ain't talking to you. Nobody, you can just turn off right now because I'm pretty sure you won't get this. But if you're a person who knows God, but you ain't really that close to him, or you know him and you believe in him, but, you know, I mean, look, just maybe you ain't been down to church in a while. Maybe you ain't been around no spiritual people in a while. This is who I'm talking to. I'm talking to myself today. I'm talking to myself about a subject that I need to remind myself of all the time. And I want to remind you of this, too. Listen to me. Don't allow God's promises to fall on deaf ears cause he talking to you. See, this is a real one, y'all. Don't allow God's promises to fall on deaf ears cause he talking to you. See, all of God's promises are for each and every one of us. He's talking to us. Don't get fooled and faked out here in life that God done forgot about you, that God don't recognize your voice, that God don't see what you are going through, that God ain't got no feelings for you. That's a trick of the devil. God loves you, man, he created you. God has a space for you in his heart, but you got to call on him. You know how many times he done showed up on your behalf without you calling? Imagine what would happen if you had a relationship with him. Because all of you know that no matter how bad your life has been, don't you know it could have been worse? I talk to inmates all the time to say, man, I'm just so grateful that I'm sitting here because I could have been dead. I know people in prison who have said to me, man, if I hadn't come to prison, I would be dead. I know people, man, who just barely escaped going to prison. If it wasn't for just something that happened, I would have been locked up today. Don't you know that was him? Who else was it? You think somebody put a call in that saved you? Who put a call in that stopped you from getting in that car, little Steve Harvey? When you was sitting on them steps broke and your boys came by to do this robbery and told you all you had to do was drive. All I had to do was go get in the car and they was gonna give me 1500. That's all I had to do. I wouldn't have to get my coat. My partner met me on the porch and said, hey man, this ain't what you do. You gonna be somebody, Harv. I don't know what you gonna be, but you different from us. Let us go on down there. If I get something, I give you a little something on it, man. But don't get in this car with us, cause this ain't what you do. You know who that was? That was God saving me. That was God administering some grace to me. That was God, man, who spared me. Two of them dudes that went down there, they still in prison. I'm on the radio. I'm trying to tell you. Go back, take inventory of your life. You can find somewhere that God has done something for you without you asking. Now, suppose you had a relationship with you. So what I'm going to tell you real quickly is don't allow God's promises to fall on deaf ears because he's talking to you. When God promised to come to give you life and give you life more abundantly, he talking about you. That's, that's a promise of his. He talking about you. When he says that you, that you have not because you ask not, he was talking to everybody. 
Most people don't have what they want in life because they ain't never asked God for it. It's one of the most important scriptures out there. You have not because you ask not. Why don't you ask him? You keep trying to figure your life out? Why don't you ask him? Trying to figure out the next move? Why don't you ask him? You want a better car, better home, better job, better family? Have you asked him for it? When he said he would lead you beside the still waters, he was talking about you. Jesus promises he keep making to us. Don't let them fall on deaf ears because he's talking to you. He said he'd be there for you in times of trouble. Who you think he was talking to? He was talking to you. In his word, he said he would never forsake you. Who you talking? Who you think he talked? He was talking to you. That means he'll never leave you. He'll never leave you, man. But we leave him all the time then wonder where he at. We left him back over there. He said in his word that he's a healer. He talking about you. Don't let these promises fall on deaf ears because he talking to you. He promised that he would make a way out of no way. He talking to you. How this little boy on this radio with this stuttering problem, the one that flunked out of school, the one that's on his third marriage, the one that lost everything he ever owned twice, the one that lived in a car for three years, how he on the radio today and all over the TV? Because God will make a way out of no way. That's a promise he made. Don't let it fall on deaf ears because he talking to you. That he would give you the desires of your heart. He talking to you. He wasn't just talking to me. That he would never leave you. He talking to you. These are promises he made. That he would protect you from your enemies. That's Isaiah 54, 17. Who you think he was talking to? He talking to you. Y'all have yourself a good weekend. He talking to you. Don't let these promises fall empty. Y'all have a great weekend. Hello. Well, it's Thursday, so we let him. That's weekend. That's weekend. It's good. Turn your volume up if you're with me, please. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old, unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit SteveHarvey.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the exciting adventure of the daily commute to the peace of mind that Geico always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service and legendary customer service. But Pamela Mund had one reason in particular. My skin is extremely averse to most fabrics, except for the soft, buttery feeling of leather. Thankfully, I found my clan of leather lovers in the biking community. It's been life-changing. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Weight loss. It feels like a constant cycle, like my body's always working against me, pushing back on all of my progress. I learned that any time I lose weight, my body tries to gain it right back. Finally, I discovered it's not entirely my fault. I know healthy eating and exercise are important, but they may not be enough. So I talked to my healthcare provider about whether a prescription medicine could help me lose weight and maintain it. Together, we made a plan to tackle this, a plan to help lower my risk of future weight-related health issues like heart disease. Join me and make a change for the better. Talk to your health care provider about treatment options to manage your weight.